with all my friends. Come along with me, see how the story ends. Welcome back to another episode of Professional Hippies. We're your host with the most... Hey, if you are new to our show, thank you for being here. Thank you for stopping by. A couple housekeeping notes. Um, first, we love you. But most importantly, um, if you want to watch this show, check us out on Spotify. You can watch this show not live, but definitely recorded up in your face, up in your grill visually. And it helps us help you if you interact with this episode. There should be a button somewhere around your screen on your listening device. If you'd like to leave us a review, that helps the algorithm. Just Help tickle us. it a little bit. Just get a little tickle, a little follow. Just a little rubber rub. You know what you do at night? Just get to do it with that follow button. Hey, what you do in the privacy of your own head is your responsibility. But in this house, we like to bridge the gap between professionalism <laughs> and hippie woo-woo nonsense. You might hear a little bit of nonsense tonight. We have a premium guest lined up for you next week. So this week, because Mexico's internet is not the most reliable. I can attest to that. Sure. We're going to give you our best, baby. <laughs> so welcome back to another episode, friends and fam. Um, yeah, man, I've been um, really enjoying being grounded back at the his house. Because I've been traveling for the last four or five days. Eating. How's that felt? Like shit. Um, Why is it? Why is it that it's so hard to eat healthy when traveling? I don't understand. Maybe it's just dude. because like the line of where you're going, right? Like you go to the airport, there's nothing really healthy in the airport. You get off the airport from your airport to the hotel, the main roads, there's nothing healthy. You know, all the healthy places have to have cheap leasing things so they can afford what to do. So they're way off in the boondocks. And do you ever feel like when you eat, so I don't know if I get in my own head about this, but when you eat something that has preservatives on it, like tasting a strawberry that for sure has not, you get like a fruit cup from a place and you're like, okay, yeah. hey, instead of getting chips, I'll get a fruit cup and it's got like a taste to it. It just tastes sour. Not like sour, like bad fruit sour, like like I'm eating preservatives. Well, it's like it has, it doesn't have real like uh, fruit obviously has its own sugar content mm -hmm. in it. But then you eat that and you're like, there's obviously extra sugar added. There's to this. something going on here. Yeah. 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 And then you think you're making the right decision. And then it's like, oh, actually, a Snicker bars probably would have been better than this fruit cup. I think that's my problem. <laughs> I It's so one way or the other, like extremist. It, I don't do an ideal job of like always having greens on my plate, you know, for Friday night, I think I had dino nuggets and mac and cheese for dinner. I've always said, I'm why isn't there a late night wrap place? Like, you know, there's there's 24-hour McDonald's, there's 24-hour whatever, but you can make like a wrap place that makes buffalo chicken wraps, maybe a hummus thing, and it would still be delicious to drunk people. I mean, that would be your market. Here's here's a question. Here's a problem I have that needs it needs an answer. Why is it? When I'm drunk, I crave crap food. And when I trip, I crave healthy food. I crave drunk, I mean, like healthier food when I'm drunk. Like, I, I would love, it's not like the healthiest food, but like a buffalo chicken wrap with like tomatoes or like a chicken Caesar wrap. I would love that while I'm drunk. You're but not normal. I can't find, you can't find that anywhere. Well, at a buffalo chicken wrap, I wouldn't say that's health. 
healthy. Not the healthiest. It's not the healthiest. If in fact you can make that pretty fucking. Oh, gnarly. I had some ranch. I had some ranch to that baby. <laughs> <laughs> Mayonnaise. But like you, I, you know, I feel like there's ways to make healthier food. Be Tastes you better. Know, you don't have, don't go super healthy. Don't go like vegan. All of all, you know, some vinaigrette and oil salad. Don't become the Mormon uh, of food. Yeah, you know, I, I take like I feel like take the healthy, pizzazz it up a little bit. Open up twenty four hours. I feel like you can make make something like that, or you just open a cookie business and embrace true capitalism and fucking crush, fucking crush. <laughs> well, it's like those uh, those cupcake places, the cupcake ATMs. You ever seen those? Fuck yeah! <laughs> you know they're doing pretty well. They go in the morning. That thing's empty every time, probably. Yeah, I mean, um, for Abby, I brought back these cookies. A total pat on my back moment, but I brought these cookies back that were like handmade. <laughs> they're flowers, but they're the sugar cookie things. To keep them from melting, I had to take them in and out of the car. I had to like hand care because they're going to get crushed. And I'm I'm thinking about that vending machine. As soon as you said that, I'm like, how are they not getting the icing gross and it crushing? Like they got some uh, they got some business sense going on there. They're it's protecting the, elves the back cupcakes. There. You're not the elves back there for sure. <laughs> There's some dude sitting in a box. <laughs> He's got like just a couple icing things and blank cupcakes under his yeah. armpit. He's like, <sighs> every every couple hours, he's got to scrape it off the top, put the new fresh icing on every time. Mm, that just gave me, uh, yeah, they gave me the willies. That's fucking disgusting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. So shout out to your surgery tomorrow. What is yeah. that about? I wanted to wait till we were on the podcast. Yeah, so I had, so I had uh, a while back ago. I did a really heavy uh, lifting day, squats, deadlifting, and um, went out that night. Definitely shouldn't have. You know, it was definitely a, a wake up moment because I started. I went out heavy drinking that night, and just uh, knees are weak, and was doing a lot of walking that night, and just twisted wrong and pow. And just uh, obviously something went wrong. And uh, my knees are all already feeling kind of funky for the week. So I'm sure I probably had something minor tear already in my knee. And then that just overloaded it. Mm. So not to go into super detail, but I pretty much tore my meniscus again <laughs> in my knee. So How many times? How many knee surgeries have you had? This will be the fifth one. Are you fifth serious? Fifth? Fifth, yeah. Not two in each knee. Basically, yeah, two in each knee. So one, each one, I had an ACL tear. Each one, I tore the meniscus in. And I've had to cut it, cut some of it out, and then uh -huh. I've had my right one. I've tore the ACL. No, the right, yeah, both of them basically ACL once, and meniscus, and then the meniscus again in both. Uh. Yeah, yeah, just that. You know, once Is you the once recovery you cut the out same for all of them. No, no. ACL is definitely like six It's basically six months to get to kind of like normal, uh, -huh. uh, nine months to get, you know, full on, you know, right. that you're, you're pretty, you're feeling pretty good. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you stay on top of it though, you can get to pretty good. I mean, not me anymore. When I was younger, you know, high school, I could get to six months and I could pr be pretty fully recovered by then. Yeah. But, uh, now it'd probably be like a, a good eight, eight months probably now, eight, nine yeah. months to be like, I can jump around, do whatever now at this point. Oh. But 
But the ACLs, once I had them done, they've been strong as hell. They've been, every yeah. time the doctors do it, they're like, this is super tight, super strong. The problem is with the meniscus now, since I tore it, there's a little cut. They cut it out each time. I don't, I don't, the, if you cut it out, it's just quicker to do that for recovery time than try to heal it. And maybe it doesn't heal back. It's not, right. I've tried the healing process and then it didn't work out. And then it, I just was like, I just re-tears. Yeah, it just re-tears. So now since it's, they cut it out, there's always a little bit of wiggle room in there. So every now and then you get like a little, a little tear or something that happens. So, uh. And and the uh, scar tissue kind of builds up in there too, so it'll be nice for them to clean that up as well. Oh, you're just going in for an oil change. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like the tires aligned. Cut out the little bit, get the oil change. Look, I know the knees, uh, knee replacements are coming at forty five, fifty, fifty five, whatever. That, that's oh, no doubt. That is coming. Don't no doubt. I would about rather it. just cut it out and then <laughs> get get the engine chains out in both them knees and be ready to go, iRobot style. You know, in in forty. But what I am going to do is after this, I'm going to go do uh, stem cell research. I'm going to do the stem cells into the knees and uh, shoulders after this. So I don't know if I'm going to do it, that. I here. don't think it's called research, buddy. I think it's just stem Whatever. cell treatment. Well, I'm going to research the stem. You're cells. You're going to research so your treatment, <laughs> and then go get the treatment. Yeah, the question. You're the, like, I'm going to be the monkey. Just get. I'm going to be. The, I'll do it. I don't even care. Pump <laughs> them in there. Let's figure it out. Yeah, I'm gonna see. I don't. I just don't know if I want to do it here. If I want to go full blown, like think, I'm gonna go go down to the Panama. Do no, there can't. You can. There's some uh, facilities. I just don't know. You know what want I'm told? That restricted bullshit. You want? Yeah, it's the restricted open, stuff. I want the wild, stuff that wild comes country. either in Mexico, probably Panama. I just got to go down to Panama, and I have a good friend that wants to go kayak fishing down in Panama, so I can take like a nice trip down there and go do that. Why not? Why not? Go take Why a couple of weeks, meet a couple UFC fighters down there. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's this is uh this is kind of like it's kind of funny when I go into these surgeries, right? And they're like, um, you know, all right, today we're gonna explain this is how this is gonna work, da da da. And I go, this is my fifth one. And they're like, just get the fuck in there, man. We know you. <laughs> they, they their demeanor drops entirely because really? they could tell I'm not like scared or worried about what's going on. They know the process. I remember a funny story. I had to, um, we can I came out of the last surgery. Um, I don't know, probably six years, seven years ago when I had the, the tear and, um, I got up and I, and I came out of the surgery when you come out of the, uh, you know, awake from the good drugs. Um, <laughs> I had to go to the bathroom like really bad. I was just, I told him and my knee is in a brace fully on, full on in a brace. And I just told him like, Hey guys, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm still hooked up to the IV thing and everything. And they're like, you can't hold it. I'm like, no, this is, this is, it's either here and you're cleaning it or we're going in there. Right. And, uh, they're like, all right. And they go, okay, we can help. And I just like grab the thing. I swing my leg over <laughs> and I just start like crutching, hobbling. And I go into the, and I get to the bathroom and they're like, um, wow, we've never seen anyone do that post-surgery before. <laughs> this is insane. And I'm like, this is, I told y'all, this is not, this is not day one for me. And then I had to go to the bathroom with the nurse sitting in there with me. So that was, you know, you, we all know what it's like trying to go to the bathroom on any type of drug. Imagine you're coming out of surgery and now you got, you know, at that time it was a cute nurse too. So I'm just like, how to deal with that? 
Oh yeah, and she, and I'm like, uh, you can't leave. She's like, nope, I got to be in here with oh, you because you're out of surgery. Yeah. They closed the door, and I was like, oh. she's like, yeah, I've never had to deal with this either. So this is a first for both of us. <laughs> did you make it past the stage fright? I did. It did. Yeah. It, so, it took me a solid while though. You she's got like, drugs in your in your system. That turtle helmet is not very no. far out of the body. It's. <laughs> it's it was a lot of claw and try to get to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> we both didn't like it but we both knew it it was the better she she decided she was like i'd rather wait than have to deal with whatever that consequence would be later <laughs> right yeah fair enough it's good to know you both didn't enjoy the process though because yeah. there's no, no. there's something to be said for that camaraderie when you come out of that bathroom you're like all right cool we got that shit done <laughs> you know you just kind of relax that'll go on the paperwork and we don't talk about it again <laughs> When I had yeah, my shoulder surgery, I thought it was the funniest thing. They would call like three times a day to make sure I shit. I'm like, yeah, they I, do. They do jack a lot on you because of those. Up. Dude, those those pain pills, man, they are awful. If you don't, I don't know what how did, people get did, hooked. Did you on say them. they gave you for this one? What's the name of it? Teramok or Teram Terra something? Teramasu. Teramasu. I can tell you here. Uh, trauma. Oh, Tramadol. T R A M A D O L. I don't know. What is it? Intense pain medication is what it's. Yeah. Says. So I was like, oh, wow. All right. I guess it's up there with perks. It might be just a newer version. When you go in there, if you make a joke around fentanyl, is that like saying bomb in an airport? No, I wouldn't think no. so. They, I, I've heard I've heard them say fentanyl. I think people okay. more, I think the people get more scared. Like if they said it to me and I didn't know what it was and someone's like fentanyl and they're like, we know, we know what we're doing. Don't you? They have to I just reassure think it's them. so interesting that um, like a medicine, like there's a lot of medicines, the little pills, like my sister, when she had cancer, she said in her experience, the smaller the pill, the heavier the effect. Hmm. She was like the, the, the pain medication, it got smaller and smaller and smaller and stronger and stronger and stronger. And eventually she was just like, dude, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't function. And yeah. I just think it's interesting to work with a, um, a medicine like fentanyl. I have no idea on the um, pharmacological side, like it, it being regulated, you know, how they use it and package it, et cetera. I'm just always seeing the street version of it where it's in the powder. Yeah. You would imagine that would somehow translate to, to the way they're working with it back in the lab. And it just feels like, uh, you know, it just feels kind of dicey versus like the tolerance behind maybe a, a bigger pill, like a Percocet. Right, yeah, like you're not yeah. a couple grains of sand away from killing someone. You're yeah. just okay. They're going to be a little higher or a little less higher marginally. Fentanyl. Only, it's like how do they even? The only way it? I've seen it. The only way I've seen it in the hospital is when they're doing the IV process too. So that's even diluted too. You know, that's what I'm wondering. But like the, the machines is. that handle this, is it all liquid form? That, you know, like the ratios. I'm just curious. Like, this is why we need more doctors on this podcast. Be like, hey, we should get like a drug doctor, not a pharmacist, like a drug doctor. Like someone that does that, researches it, and he's like, yeah, now I'm on the side, you know. I, I want like Albert Hoffman's cousin. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, hey, man, you ever just risk it for the biscuit and say, fuck a glove and just, you know, like you were doing some yard work the day before and you're like, uh, 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 just fucking around with some beakers. <laughs> See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you just got done having lunch or just working on something, having lunch, and he just licks his fingers. Man, imagine all the people that were making these drugs in the beginning that have to, like, they've got to test them at some point on someone or something, and they're like, hey, here you go. I think it's even does. more wild. Shout out to that book, Fecal, A Chemical Love Story. Um, that is a great book as far as exactly the kind of doctor I'm talking about. This dude developed some biotechnology for um, Dole Chemical Company. Mm. I don't know if Dole, Pineapple, and Chemical are the same. I don't remember. Um, but basically, he created some proprietary <laughs> chemical thing for them, and they are like, hey, man, uh, you can do whatever the fuck you want now. Like, you are set. So they gave him a bunch of grant money. <clears throat> so he built a psychedelic lab. And then when that <laughs> yeah. whole war on drugs thing happened, he was like, mm, I feel the energy kind of shift in here, and he just went underground. Um, but yeah, I mean. I feel the energy shifting. Think about yeah, the climate was definitely shifting and and internally and externally. I think about like how wild it was when they were just taking like really educated guesses on yeah, I mean it's always been that way with like molecules, atoms, um I forget what starts with the Q, the, the things that make up atoms. It's not quartz, uh quibits. Quibits. So like yeah, so the, so they're always kind of making these educated guesses, like kind of looking at the shadows to think what the thing that's actually making the shadow is, right? They're like kind of reading the room, so to speak, pe piecing together the clues. I think that's the coolest part about chemistry back in the day when they're like isolating the active ingredient or the active compound and things. The craziest around. ones to me is when they're like, okay, I know this amount of this thing will kill me, right? But when it mixes with this thing, half of it gets diluted. So if I put the amount that kills me into here, but I mix it with this thing, I'll be all right. Yeah. And, you're, and then they take it, and they're like, oh, look, I turned out good. But they still took it. Like it was I, I loved chemistry <laughs> class. It just didn't. It was kind of like accounting. I didn't love accounting at all. But like I could understand it, but it just didn't click well enough. I thought chemistry yeah. literal fucking magic. They're like, yeah, you you take That's it, what it, was it kills me. you, you mix it with this thing, and this thing says, oh, can I have some of your carbon? And it's like, yeah, sure, here's my hydrogen, too. And then it's like, <laughs> bubbly, 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 and then you got drugs. <laughs> and I thought, too, I was I was so good at math, I thought it would correlate over into chemistry. And chemistry, it does not. It, I mean, it kind of does, because you like, does, but three parts this, four parts this, make this. Yeah. But there's no formula. It's just, like you said, it's just magic that someone's like, you pour this and this. <laughs> And you're like, how? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> That's just I what distinctly happened. remember when we were messing Physics. around with the beakers and stuff. Our um, our teacher was super cool and it, full transparency. I mean, you guys have been riding and dying with us on this podcast a long time. I used to be hiring a fucking wombat in high school off some basalts. And one day I figured out that if you took your tongs city, folks. <laughs> and put it with the the propane, the butane flame that normally you would use to manipulate your instruments. Sure. Well, if you just take some tongs and a fucking, a new penny, not that old shit, because that's copper all the way through. The new yeah. ones have zinc on the inside. The zinc has a lower melting temperature than the copper. So the zinc will boil on the inside and then burst through the copper shell. 
So I put on my helmets and tell everyone to buckle the fuck up and come in class all high as a kite and start exploding pennies shooting malted copper all over the classroom. <laughs> oh, why did you skip class today, Dylan? I just didn't want to die, you know. <laughs> well, I would be the one that would the, I would go, uh, they'd go, all right, so if you add, you know, one part of this and two parts of this, this is what's going to happen. But don't art three parts of this because... This is what's going to happen. And I go, oops. <laughs> you know, whatever happens, though, they're like, we told you not to do that. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Chemistry, right? Experiments. What are you doing here? Yeah, I love that in high school, they'll let you kind of flirt with dangerous stuff. You have like the eye shower. And it the step from high school to college, the chemicals they're letting you fuck with, I mean, it'll, it'll it was flat wild. out kill you. <laughs> it, yeah, they at the college too. They made business. They're like, "You're kicked out of this class if you're not. We, yeah. We're not fucking around here. Like, this isn't public. You you fucking pay to be here. So like, come on, let's all be adults about this." And I'm like, "See me? It's so no. hard. <laughs> <laughs> I can't just no." And I hated doing the chemistry report. So I just wanted to have fun. And they're like, "All right, now what did you learn? Have fun. I don't know." Yeah, reading those fucking case studies too, right? They're like, okay, Awful. so here's a study. It's already been done 500 million times. Well, we're going to validate the results. I'm like, can we do anything that's got some teeth to it? Like, just like maybe there's a chance. And like, you could cheat off anybody. Everyone was getting it wrong. No mm-hmm. one knew what was happening. No one knew. What Everyone had wrong. different answers to everything. And you're like, which one's right? They would always be, the teacher would be like, well, this would be it. And then I, the only time I could bring my math in would be like, well, obviously everyone's got a different answer. So there's a variable. So we're between here and here. And if you're Where in that range. Where does our mean line if lie? We're, if, you're, if you're close to the mean, <laughs> then you're good. <laughs> and they're like, that's not how this works. And I'm like, they tell me how, because I don't try to yeah, figure it out. I have a lot of respect for chemists. And, and our teacher, our professor was fucking crazy like legitimately wild crazy yeah well, like it's, think about like too. the is it coke k-o-c-h company i don't know the coke company is there a is, all right so we're talking about yeah, coke, coach, like coke, coke coke industry or coke Koch industry. I call it coke industry, K-O-C-H K-O-C-H industry. I, I mean i'm not judging uh, opportunity. they're a conglomerate corporation based in kansas uh and they're basically a chemistry chemistry company like they create i mean pretty much like all your daily essential shit Mm -hmm. so like from like stuff on planes all the way down to your red solo cups okay and their just whole thing is using chemistry to develop the type of plastics and the material that goes into these like products sounds highly caustic for sure. They're like one of the most caustic companies in the world, but it's pretty much everything that you could like, they probably developed this thing, you know, <laughs> that's a pashmina. They probably use some chemical to create the dye that goes onto this. Fair enough. Fair it's, enough. It, or this thing. I don't know. Let, let's blame them for what happened in Ohio though. For sure. Probably definitely could like that's, <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of reports, uh, I have a trip report for us because Saturday um, I had a chance to blow the doors open on my own consciousness and 
been one. Um, I had a good buddy of mine who was like, um, for obvious reasons, I'll just kind of keep his name out of it. But um, he hit me up, and I, I wasn't sure if I needed to guide him on this journey. Like, you know, sometimes like you show up for a friend, and you're like, hey, do you just need me to hold space? Like, you just need me to be there, make sure you don't like decide you're a bird and fly out a window. Mm-hmm. And it was pretty cool that the the problem he was facing in life right now is essentially he's accomplished all the goals that he thought he would would take him a long time, right? Like he reached mm-hmm. his finish line sooner and it was creating this kind of like cavity, this emptiness, this void. So he was having a tough, tough time kind of grappling with like, hey, I got my kid that looks up to me. You know, my wife is kind of in a transition spot and just didn't know what to do. So rather than me acting like I had the answers, cause I was like just trying to ask better questions. He's like, I feel like I need a really good trip. Like I need a good reset. So once I understood he was coming from that place, I was like, I can hold space for you. But like also, hey, I love mashing a good reset button too. Let's do a high dose together. And um, found a good, good, beautiful spot. I mean, there's nothing in particular from this trip outside of, well, there's a lot of particulars, but as far as noteworthy, him wanting to become a boat was pretty significant. Um, I think his interest in wanting to marry a tree is also something I would like to point out. And I personally would like to put it on record that the dinosaurs was the inside job. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's it right there. You know, that's, Mm -hmm. so we came to the conclusion, we, we solved some problems that need solving. And, um, I think that was just a beautiful, beautiful day overall. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. I would like to learn more about the inside job though. Like well, what y'all find out. He uh brought up birds oh. and we well, all know that. Well, labeled them kind of assholes and you know, I tend to agree for the most part. Birds are yeah. pretty fucking looking up I think to no birds good. hold back on on what they can really do to us. Like I think, think they know. Mm-hmm. They 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 have the upper hand. Quite well, literally. so this is the way I look at it. Like birds if you rule the sky, you rule the land and the seas, right? Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure birds have a pretty good grip on the skies. Mm-hmm. Dude, they're they're taking down commercial airliners. They're taking down F-22s, F-18s. I mean, they're they're all over the place. They're taking it well, slowly too. I mean, <laughs> they're not doing it by numbers, right? They're like you know. We could do it if we want to, but we could they're using my truck as a training ground. I see them dropping payloads all over that motherfucker on a daily basis. Do you know in some parts of the world, if your car gets shit on, it means good luck and you should go play the lottery? You should probably go play the lottery. I got burned, I think, every time I played the lottery since I bought, I bought one, won 10 bucks, and didn't cash it in. You bought, oh, you bought the. I've won ten dollars and I just rode around it's, with ten dollars. It's almost insulting. Like I when think you the win, lottery like, was like okay. If you, if you get a scratch off ticket and you win ten dollars, sure, I'll go up there. I'll get my ten dollars. But if it was like a lottery ticket, you're like, but you know what? I'm not even. You, you keep your ten dollars. Put it towards the education, supposedly. That it <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite part. 
you know, the only confidence that I have in what goes to our education is from the lotto. For some reason, I know <laughs> that that money is actually going to education, and I don't fucking for a second believe my taxes are. No. No, definitely not. I feel like Even though that's a form of taxes, but... You know, our, definitely, our, our education is definitely propped up on degenerates gambling, trying to win the lottery for sure. As it should be. And, and it should be the exact same yeah. thing with the weed industry. It's like fuel rehab centers, not prisons, with weed. Use my degeneracy to help those to not become what I am. Okay? <laughs> so beautiful. That was well said, brother. That really moved me. I hope so. Add that to the trip list. <laughs> no, it's, it's amazing what will break a human. And the, the, the dinosaurs being an inside job did break my buddy wide open. And I thought that was just the, the coolest thing is like when you have these moments when you're, when you're bonding with someone and you're having a good trip session, it, it is very person dependent. Like you and I complement each other really well because we can talk about things that make no sense. We can talk about things that are really deep. Yeah. It can kind of like flow. Sometimes we have to check in and be like, "Wait," because I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh at that. And you're being, are you being serious? And you're like, "Yeah, I'm being serious." I'm like, okay, cool. So I'm not I'm not gonna <laughs> laugh at that because I don't know what direction we're going here. You know, sometimes you gotta like call it out. <laughs> <laughs> the, my favorite part is when I am joking, but then you think I'm being serious, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I'm being serious." And then, like twenty minutes later, I've been, I've been fucking yeah. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I saw that Oregon uh, recently passed like the first um, psilocybin retreat center. Did you see that? No, I didn't. That's awesome. Yeah. So this is one of the weird things that's happening. We're gonna have some guests coming on here soon that will be able to speak to this uh, much more eloquently and deeper than I will. But from what I understand. One of the points of contention right now in the psychedelic space is that um, with, so MDMA is going to be basically a shoehorn when, it, from a regulatory side of things, it, it will be rescheduled and it, it will be available nationwide therapeutically, right? Like that, for all yeah. intents and purposes, we can pretty much guarantee that. Mm -hmm. Psilocybin looks like the same thing's coming. Um, so psilocybin being the main ingredient in uh, magic mushrooms. So that might be lagging a little bit behind that, but as these are on the state level becoming legalized, decriminalized, et cetera, one of the points of contention is that these sessions are going for like $3,800. God. And, and most of that is going to therapy. I mean, like 95% of that, 90% of that is going to therapy costs because they ramp you up. You have your ceremony, and yeah. they ramp you down. And and that is, um, the, the data is really showing to mitigate risk because when they were doing double-blind studies, there were people that weren't given anything magic, mm -hmm. were given just, controls but the control would be like say like an adderall or something right yeah. um so there's some kind of effect but it's not mdma and then they have this shit come up that like one woman in the maps studies try to kill herself twice it's so not, good. not ideal but they realized it was a therapy that was conjuring up the shit and they didn't have like proper control measures and stuff to like mitigate the 
the stuff coming up, you know? So it's like someone, it sounds like it's someone who goes on a bad trip and there's no one there to like help them. Yeah. I mean, so that. like, that's the thing that people don't talk about enough. Like for sure. in psychedelics, you can, you can get broken. It's not like there's no yeah. such thing as there's not no such thing as bad trips. Like you for sure can traumatize somebody. Like someone can become worse off than they were before because they didn't have the right expectations, the right environment, the, the support system. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I, I mean, I'm equated to that. I remember my first trip. I, I had to go through a little bit of a reset for a while after that just wasn't, wasn't, then have the proper set setting expectations, everything. Yeah. So I can attest to that. So I'm like all four. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of bringing this up in like a celebratory way as far as like, Hey, stuff's getting past moving and grooving, but also get kind of your thoughts around, um, when we've had like, uh, decrim on and, you know, some of these organizations and, and people we respect, I think it's really important to democratize the medicine if you're using it for medicinal reasons, I mean, I, I lean more towards like, Hey, I'm a grown ass man. I should be able to, if, if I can put sugar, if I can put a fucking big Mac and a pack of Skittles in my throat <laughs> at nauseum, yeah, <laughs> I for sure should be at least able to smoke a joint wherever I want. Wherever. Yeah, definitely. And I think to these people that are doing this, that are doing the studies too, as well, like I, it makes you wonder, have they taken the substances? Have they tried it? Do they know the repercussions of these things? Or have they done a medical study and they've gotten a certificate that says they are qualified to do it, and now they're just going out there willy-nilly and they don't... I feel like you really have to understand what the feelings are and what yeah. you're going through in order to really properly take someone through an experience, mm-hmm. right? That really helps them understand what's going on and how to do it because you have to be able to understand and understand what's going on to do it. Right. Yeah. So I, I wonder if there's going to come down to the point where these facilities, like, is there going to come down to when the co- cap- capitalism, right? Like we're better in these areas and others because of these particular instances. And it's going to come down to the point of like, um, yeah, all of our doctors have taken this substance. So all of our doctors know how to train you. Whereas the other one will say, well, all of ours are, have been 10 years of medical study but they haven't taken anything, but they're high study things. I'm going to go to the person with the team that's all done it. I want to go to the facility that has mandatory drug tests, but that drug test is they're giving you drugs. Yeah. And testing you. Did you test positive for it? Cause that's <laughs> go to that one. If my therapist didn't test positive for drugs, I don't want them. Okay. Yeah. Or at least within the past five years, give me something positive. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And, and these are things that the boards in these different states like uh, Colorado and um, Maryland or I don't know, wherever. I, yeah. I wish I could it's like, don't set it up for it. failure. Do it right if you're going to. They're if wondering if like that should be a requirement. It's like um, how many hours do you require for for them to of training for them to be qualified to lead others and do you make that being a requirement of having worked with this kind of medicine before? And just the whole idea that it's a medicine at all. It's like, I should be able to do this recreationally. There could be two parts to it, right? There could be the, the scientific aspect of it. Like you can talk to it. You can talk to it and do your research papers about the, the what's in the, what's in the, the stuff, the chemical compound, everything like that. 
you can definitely study it. But when it comes to coaching and leading, you need to be able to have experience to be able to, to, to lead someone through it. And you'd like to see that, that experience be pretty well baked, right? Not a, uh, not a one-off experience coupled with a bunch of, for lack yeah, of yeah, I don't want the, of, I don't want the, I don't want to go to an ayahuasca person that's had one experience and now they think they can be a uh, a shaman after that, right? And they just think they can lead everybody after it. I want the person that, frankly, I wanted the person that's been in the jungle all their life doing it and leading people. But you know, you always that. I think that's going to be the that's going to be the risk of a lot of this, right? Like, there's going to be. I, I've actually been talking with JT a lot, and uh, about Austin, Texas. I didn't realize Austin, Texas, Texas has become basically the mushroom mecca in the U.S. It has certainly become one of like the the spots on the map, so to speak, for it. Yeah, if it's not and, number one, it's got to be top three, top five. But then when it comes to that, how many of those people are just doing it from a business standpoint and how many of them actually have had experience and know how to properly like do the process, grow it. And how many of them are just like, Oh, there's money to be made here. I'm going to start a company and just grow it. Right. That I feel like right. that's going to kind of start happening with all these facilities. Like I noticed that a lot with, uh, I almost kind of noticed that with rehab facilities. I know like a lot of uh, athletes started creating these rehab facilities and investing into them and rehab facilities became huge money for people, not even to like really help people. They just knew that a lot of people that usually can afford drugs have the money to be able to pay for rehab. So they go, all right, we're going to charge out the ass for these high level, high, like luxury style rehab facilities. They would create them, but they didn't really help at all. They were just they were just like getaways for people to go to, and then these people would still basically just do drugs in nicer facilities. Is what it kind of turned out to be. Yeah. So almost my my worry is is in these instances where these facilities start coming out where they can use MDMA, they can use products to lead people. They're not going to have actual people that have gone through. The process. They're just going to use it as money grabbers. And people are going to be like, oh, I'll pay $5,000 to go get an MDMA treatment. I mean, I don't want it to be that. I would like it to go the right direction, but that's going to have to be where we come in as professional hippies and trying to get the word out there. You know what we should do? I think would be interesting is as these facilities are start coming up, we should go get the creators of the facilities and talk with them. And bring them yeah. on the podcast and be like, hey, tell us about your process. What's going on? How are you doing it? Have you done it before? You know, asking them. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I'm going to make a, a bold claim here. But just from a generalist standpoint, I think it's very difficult to envision anyone having opened a facility in America in its current current climate that doesn't have extensive use. Because there's so many hurdles Right, like the barrier entry is pretty fucking high, so yeah. your constitution needs to be pretty well baked in order to like have the fortitude to move through the minutia of what is the, the laws and you know just the yeah. You really got to be an advocate and kind of be in that realm to to push through the point of opening up a facility. I feel like you definitely would have had to probably go through the process. 
Yeah. At this point or taking it to understand the benefits of it. But not, not to overshadow that. Like once that barrier to entry comes down a bit, that it, it seems like it'd be pretty likely, um, that you would just have say therapist stepping over, right? They're like, Hey, maybe I have some, some interest in that. And they're just kind of sidestepping into something that seems interesting or, um, well, it's like the therapist that, you know, how many therapists have taken Adderall, but they give it out to everybody, you know, how many of them are going to be That's a good point, like, right? Do I get a kickback now from the facility if I keep sending them to MDMA treatments? Yeah. Like, I mean, it, there's probably, I mean, there's tons of circumstances where MDMA treatment, I'm sure, would be helpful or ketamine treatment, whatever. But, I mean, there's a lot more instances where it doesn't. It wouldn't even sustained to that and then these people are just getting it and it's not even resolving it really anything yeah and footnote I, I believe a therapist um, uses mental mapping and language models to help overcome adverse feelings I think a psychologist prescribes medication is that right that makes more sense yeah 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 not a therapist I think a therapist is more you're going to empty out everything and right. I'm just kind of helping you navigate it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. A psychologist is more, I didn't know if I'm right. That's I'm just, that, th that sounds right. Just so yeah, I don't get a sounds... fucking DM about it later. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, people, you a hippie and not professional brother. You know, funny enough, I, I get that from time to time on the, the interwebs with their TikToks and stuff. And really? Like, I never get any of that. I never yeah, well, see. That's, that's great. <laughs> though of course when everyone anyone ever shits on me i just respond back like yeah man that guy's an idiot <laughs> you can just play me or something like play it off like as our account manager yeah, like yeah i don't know what that guy was talking oh, about is he talking about man no i like getting people <laughs> riled up and the cool thing is hey if you want to check out clips and uh you don't have time for episodes we get it go check out us on uh instagram or tiktok at professional hippies Podcast at, like at the Professional Hippies Podcast. Yeah, I'm gonna addend ours to Professional Hippies Podcast. And um, yeah, man. So I don't know. It, it's really cool to see what what is coming. It for me, it just has been such a long time coming. I can't imagine someone like Rick Rick Doblin, who is the head of Maps, his whole life it has been this wave from like, oh wow, this is beautiful to like totally forced underground looks like it's never going to come back around again to like now it's like hey with the information age there's just no denying the data so i think it's like, just not going to stop now it's just with the it just can't you it, know? it can't at this point it's just going to keep pushing through and it's of course i mean it could, has, but it's it's, it, it's just the roadblock is always just going to be legislation yeah, that's that's going to be the roadblock. It's going to happen whether underground or not. And what's going to happen? I think, unfortunately, uh, I think it's going to come to the point where these facilities are going to start popping up, and there's just going to bad th bad things that are going to start happening, right? Like done wrong, people not doing things right, um, and it's going to come to the point where it's going to be it's a battle be between. Regulated. It's going to come to a point of do we regulate it or do we shut it down? And there's going to be a, that's where the the battle is going to happen right there. Like we don't want people. I mean, to if die, you have we to get give it. ground on anything, you rather give ground to cocaine, heroin, meth being illegal, and things that actually do have a medical benefit 
being regulated and accessible. There's just no reason why something like alcohol is illegal and weed is illegal. You know, there's a company that makes cocaine medically. Yeah. Really? There's one company. I, for, I forgot where in the U.S., but there's one company that makes cocaine as a prescription legally what? in the U.S. I don't know what it, what it was, but I've I've looked it up before. There's yeah, one company that does it. And they prescribe it, and they they say, I think they said the number like it's a very small amount in the U.S. that have a prescription. You know what I saw it. the other day? A uh, a waking mouth breather that had a ketamine prescription, a, a nasal ketamine. Not for horses, otherwise yeah. those nostril things would be probably pretty big. But well, that, I mean, it's kind of. I mean, Tyler's come on and talked about the health benefits of it. How it's starting to become come around for for humans. I mean, a yeah. lot of times I've done it after um, MDMA, and I felt great the next day. I didn't have one of those bad come downs from MDMA. Mm-hmm. Um, ketamine just helped with it. I don't know. I mean, Tyler can talk more to that. We need to have him come back on and talk about we it. We really but. do without the delay and stuff. I mean, we need to work up a litany of questions. But man, I remember he was like, I remember he knew I took a lot one night. <laughs> he was like, you should do some of this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right. And I felt great the next day. I was like, wow, that is way different the way I thought it was going to be. And that was after yeah. I did all the prepping and everything. Did that, everything right. And it was just way better. I was like, ooh. I've also nice. seen... Um, not seeing, excuse me. I, I had someone describe to me that they they would use the sinus cleaner bottles that you would mm-hmm. use for like an infant, but also adults and stuff. Um, after a night of partying, they said they would use that to help clean out their sinus stuff, uh, airways. Saline, a little saline up the nose. Saline action, you know? Yeah. Um, also, here's a really funny thing off the back of my trip report. I When I got off the plane... In Panama City, I went, I went straight to my mom's. I'm not sure if I picked up something on the plane or if it was at my mom's. Where? Okay. But I started getting these bug bites showing up. And I was like, oh, no big deal. But, they, I mean, they were super minor. It was like less than you get from a mosquito bite. So I itched a little bit. Totally forgot about it. The next day comes, and this is when we're splitting the universe open by a beach and whatnot. But there was a... We were in a park that parks up to a beach. So we have the best of both worlds. We've got the trees, the grass, but also beachfront right there. And yeah. I don't know if you have ever had mites burrowing into your leg while you're tripping and everything's purple, blue, and green, and you don't know if that sensation is really happening, but you can see the welts, right? I mean, at this point, we're we're way pla- past like flas optos, so like we're Split the universe does. Were you getting no CMs? You might have been getting that. No, I think, dude. These were like. Sure. Because I was yeah. in, when we were in Mexico, we were getting no CMs pretty bad. I mean, for being by a beach, it was pretty relatively this worse is, than normal. This was building over like a full two days, right? So I'm at like a pizza diner before, and it was like these welts were kind of showing up. Yeah. And I, and I just forgot about them. So, but here I am in a, in a kind of a different dimension. And I'm wondering, I'm like, am I really feeling that itchy? Are there really bugs on me? Because there were no CMs as well, right? So there was a, a lot going on there. And I had to start pulling out some tools out of the old tool belt where I'm like, hey, man, this is where regulation really comes into play, where you're like, you got to tap into breathing and like different parts start rub- of your... <laughs> start rubbing Vaseline all over your ankles. <laughs> I had none. I had Make none. Make it stop. 
I had a county worker come up to me, and I was like gripping the earth to make sure I didn't fly away. He's like, "How you boys doing?" I'm like, "Hey, man, don't talk to me." Don't. Yeah. I'm not your friend. I'm not your buddy guy. Look at, look at these eyes. Okay. <laughs> Do I look like the lizard man to be talking to today? <laughs> I know uh, it was fun being in, we went to, you know, Mexico for the company trip. Speaking of no seams, we were getting bit up down there a lot, too. That was pretty interesting. They don't discriminate, huh? They don't check your passport before they take that blood. Man, I was, uh, it was interesting being down there, too, because we were staying in a nice resort, and they were, they're pretty serious in the resorts area about checking you in and out of everything. Like, when you leave a resort, they're writing your name down, your room number, and they're like, when are you coming back? And then when you're coming back, they're checking it. I checked with a taxi like driver. I talk talk with him, and I was like, "It seems like everything's seems like there's not a lot of cartel around here because you do see a lot of uh, armed forces. Like there's you yeah. go to a, like a very tourist spot, they're standing there with the guns or face cover because they don't want to be they don't want the cartel to know who they are." And he yeah. was like, "Oh no, they're everywhere, man." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, he goes, oh yeah." There's like between Cancun and down to like Tulum, there's about I think you said eight to nine cartels between here and there. It's like, whoa. And he goes, yeah. And every, any business, especially Cancun, any business between here and there, all of them have to pay a tax to their local cartel, no matter what. Be the guy selling fruit on the beach. That guy's paying a tax mm-hmm. to the cartel for protection. And he goes, you, the reason why you don't really see much about it, you know, fighting happens is because it's all kept in the background. He goes, tourists are off limits. And I'm like, I'm off limits. And he's like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah, they really want to protect. I've I've had multiple run-ins with cartels when I was making not so ideal. Well, that's what decisions. he was saying. He goes, people come down. He goes, don't have fun. He goes, that's yeah. what the cartel are going to do. They know you're here to have fun. Right. He goes, there's just a limit on everything. Don't don't cross the the line. You know, yeah. the the cartel aren't the people to mess with, and don't call the police because they ain't going right. to help you. Right. He was like, he goes, everyone makes the mistake of trying to call the police on here. He goes, that's they're not the same people. Right. <laughs> yeah, the police aren't necessarily your buddies either. You know? Leo. Police aren't people. That's okay. Fuck the popo. Isn't that right? <laughs> yeah, but that was that was interesting. Cool going down there and seeing all that and getting to experience some stuff. Where'd you guys stay at? Uh, Secrets. Secrets. Oh, oh, Maho, 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 I don't know. Is that like an adult swinger hotel? That's what it sounds like, don't it? Yeah. It's a uh, all-inclusive resort down oh, there. Oh, cool. Did you take advantage of the all-inclusive part of it, or you're like, I, You know what? I did too much the first night, and then yeah. after that, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try to limit myself. Yeah. Every now, I kind of want to enjoy it, enjoy the time with Chrissy there, you know, just to right. relax and, and uh, it, you know, enjoy a vacation. Just right, like, right. Just, and it did. It was awesome getting to do that. And, uh, then it was my first time getting to go back through customs back into the U S. So that was uh-huh. like a cool, I was like, Oh, that's what that's like. And I was like, yeah. see, I'm not that bad. You know, they let me back in. See, right. I'm a good person. <laughs> that's a pretty cool experience, isn't it? When you, when yeah. you see the, your own country through a different lens, you're like, Hey, okay. I, like, I, I could technically be denied here to get yeah. back home. Like what would, what are they going to do? Send you back to Mexico, I guess. I don't know. I had an experience when I was backpacking in the UK and they stopped me at one of the, one of the borders going into a country. 
it and my butthole puckered. I mean, because everyone's going through these automatic gates. You just scan your passport and go. Just herding cattle, right? Yeah, yeah. Mine's just the whole thing lights up red. <laughs> the whole lane, and I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, That's I just did that good. wrong. I'm like, what the fuck? And the guy's like, dude, put your face down straight. And I was like, I fucking. He's like, try it again. I was like, okay. He's like, no, 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 no. You have a problem. Come here. <laughs> Man, I was, I was coming back into. Uh, we had some leftover beers that they gave us at the hotel, and I uh, was like, oh, I'm gonna give these to the taxi driver. You know, when we leave, I didn't. Yeah, whatever, I'll just give it to him. Forgot to take them out of my bag, and so we get to Mexico, go through the customs, and everything to leave, and then they're like, you know, <laughs> give me that bag. They're like, what do you have in here? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> For once, nothing. And uh, they're like, all right, open the bag. And I opened it up. <laughs> they told me to open the bag to you. Open the bag. Yeah. All the beers in there. <laughs> the, guy, the guy saw it across the way. He goes, ha ha, busted. <laughs> the line. <laughs> uh, everyone got a good laugh out of that one. <laughs> but yeah. it's like, oh, whoops, forgot to get that. Taxi man. You just throw the beer out. No taxi man's inside. Throw it out. I was like, why don't you drink it? You're a TSA person. I'm sure you'd like it. Well, sometimes it's like that. I mean, like when we left Jamaica, my buddy, I think, bought a pound of weed just because it was like $600 for the whole pound or something. (sighs) So, yeah, I mean, it was just kind of like the, the novel aspect of it, right? And we just had all this weed. We were literally... You'd you'd grab it and you'd you'd smoke it with your hand because there's so much of it. You didn't need a bowl. You would just grab a handful of nugs and make it tight enough so you could just use your hand as the cigar kind of wrap, like you know, <laughs> and just light it at the end with the lighter. <laughs> yeah, but it makes your hand sticky a bit. Sure, but how many times? How in many life? times you get to do that? In life? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, we're pelting people from the balcony with weed. It was just like a snowball fight of weed. It was just it was a off. snowball fight of weed. <laughs> <laughs> how many chances are you gonna get to do that? Where'd you get the rap? Circa nineteen ninety two. Well, the only unfortunate part about that story is I lost my Ray Bans and some cash coming back in the country because. No, I just you know I don't know what happened to him. Someone does. Someone does. Someone someone got a nice pair of Ray Bans out. (laughs) Yeah, man, that was interesting going off into when we went to adventures off property. Like we got to go uh, riding dune buggies out in the jungle. That was pretty cool. We got to go uh, snorkeling cenotes. I think is what it's called. I don't know cenotes. Cenote, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I've had trouble with that word. Got to go swim in a cave out there, but you had to always swim had an one. escort. You should remember what they're called. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, <laughs> Christy said the same thing. Yeah, I mean that's I a pretty cool that. experience, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, we went to that, and we always had like an escort always with us from the company and from the other local place. So not like a stripper, but like a security person. Yeah, well, kind of just like someone to cool talk both. with the locals and stuff too. But you could obviously tell. Like you could obviously tell every the cartel and the government and the locals all work together because tourists are off limits because if like the tourists aren't here, none of us are making money. Right. Yeah. So like let's protect these folks and make sure they're good. Like the cartel, the taxi driver was like, if the cartel have a trouble with you because you're not paying them, they'll call the police. 
right. and be like, this guy's stealing money from me. Right. <laughs> For I mean, not paying me what he should Dude, be. <laughs> the tourist, everyone's eating because of the tourist. So that's the last thing you want to do is fuck up the relationship with the tourist. Exactly. So it's just like, uh, we love you because you're here and you're spending your money. But the guy's like, don't cross the limit of pissing off these people because yeah. they'll make sure you have a bad time trying to get out of here. Yeah, and that's the last thing you want is to be like, okay, I'm ready to get home. And they're like, mm, well, we, we know you wanted to, but. Sucks <laughs> to suck. Well, maybe next week. Um, I'm looking I'll forward to having this doctor on. Yeah, I'll see if I can bring up, you know, my unfortunate run in with the cartel. Um, see what he thinks of that. But yeah, so next week we have Dr. Evan Johnson coming on and he is a peak performance and flow optimization. Oh, he might be able to explain how you can get antibiotic steroids down there. Dude, this little pharmacy. We We were at this little farm. We went to the Tulum ruins. Super cool. They're like, you know, up there where you can't walk up to, they would just like rip out hearts and throw them down. And then, yeah, we get new crops. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. And then they were like some cenotes. On mushrooms, by the way. On mushrooms. On mushrooms. And like some cenotes, we find them in the bottom of them. Because yeah. they would just throw them in there. And you're like, right. oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So there was like this little pharmacy because we needed to go get some sunblock because sunblock's hella expensive at resorts for some reason. So they're like, we're like, we'll just go to this little tiny pharmacy hut at the Tulum. And right there, <laughs> big old sign. It says, get your anabolic steroids here. And the sign right next to it, and get your Viagra at the same time. And then the lady slipped a note to us and was like, hey, if you're looking for prescriptions, there's like Oxycontin, Percocets on there, whatever you need. And this little tiny hut, I was just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, did they slip you the menu? Or yeah, was it's like it a, a menu. Note? Yeah, like yeah, a it's menu. a menu, right? Yeah, and you're just like, oh, cool. I've always wanted to try that drug or that drug. And, and you're like, man, should have brought the test kit, you know? Where can they find their test kit, Dylan? Test kit plus, folks. Go find test kit plus. Get all of your test kit needs for anything. Ketamine, MDMA, if you're really doing it, cocaine, I guess. Uh, uh, LSD, whatever. Whatever you need a test kit for, they're going to have it all. You go to testkitplus.com backslash professional hippies. Use our code forward slash. And then we reinvest that back into this podcast for you folks. So that way we can avoid bringing ads for now, but eventually those ads will come. No, they're coming. We're grow. running it in that deficit right now. And listen, if you guys, uh, if you don't realize you're not paying for this episode, you are the product. So we're going to monetize you. And um, <laughs> Hey, we love you. Hey, we're hippies, but we also got to be professional. <laughs> professional hippies, capitalism. Love it. Um <laughs> Hey, if you guys enjoyed this episode, share it with someone you know, share it with someone you love. Um, if there's good feedback, critical feedback, we're welcome to that too. Find us on Instagram, Please. find us on TikTok. Let us know what you think. And um, that's all I got. Dylan, did I miss anything? Love you, folks. We're going to keep getting some new good guests on for you. We know you all, you all love listening to us, but we know you can only take so much of us. So oh, We love you all. <laughs> All right, guys. If you need us, throw up that signal. See you in the sky.